Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Crunch time, all right. Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling and Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel. Isuzu D-Max, no matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to play. James the Missile Magnuson, Big Ciro here in the house as well, and Caleb Dressel. Uh, where does he rank amongst some of the great swimmers, Jimmy? Well, you know what? So he'll end his career up there with Phelps as, as one of the greats. Here's a little bit of controversy for you Saturday yeah, morning. <laughs> Peppery tingle. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get something? Yeah. I reckon he's a better swimmer than Phelps. Wow. Now, Ooh. the reason being... Phelps is a great swimmer, but Phelps is doing some pretty obscure events. I'm talking 400 IM, 200 Butterfly, events that most people look at and go, ah, not for me. Right. Caleb Dressel's in the thick of it. 100 Freestyle, 100 Butterfly, 50 Freestyle, the three most hotly contested events at the Olympic Games, and he's dominating them. As we watch him take off here, like, look how dominant this guy is. In the, in the toughest event uh, in the Olympics, 100 Freestyle, he dominated. He's dominating now in the 50 Freestyle. That's where the, I see the difference between him and Phelps is the events that they do. Um, so I, I think he'll go down as as one of the greats. Well, the population of the events he participates in is just far far greater, isn't it? Yeah. So you see, like, for the heats, uh, you'll turn up on 50 freestyle or 100 freestyle day. There'll be somewhere between 15 and 20 heats of swimmers. Yeah. That's how popular it is. You turn up on 200 butterfly day two maybe yeah, three three right. heats no one wants to do it yeah yeah that's it so that's why i, I think what caleb dressel is doing is so impressive well my kids were asking me they said dad why, why are australia so good in the pool with our population's only 25 million and i said well you've got to look more into the population of you know we're an island right so a lot of kids are out there surfing and swimming and whatever it is that involves water so our population of those who are participating in the water compared to many countries, is much higher, isn't it? Yeah, correct. And, you know, along the East Coast is where pretty much all our population is. We're all living on the water. In America, most of their swimmers will come from um, down that West Coast, from LA sort of down around there, or the the East Coast down around Florida and that area. That's where the, the two hotspots are for their talent. They get a little bit through Texas and stuff like that, but for the most part, they're from the coast as well. So that's kind of where the comparisons lie in terms of population. Uh, just kidding. That was a world record, Brooksy. Nah, just off. Just, just off. off. Yeah, just, yeah. just off. Uh, he does have the world record, though, I think, Caleb Dressel. Matt Temple finished uh, equal fifth, by the way. But we get to do this again, Alex. Let's do this. Go! Go to Australia! Go! Yes, <laughs> Caleb McEwen got the gold. Emily Seabon got the bronze. Uh, that's our seventh Olympic gold as far as the pool's concerned. As far as the pool's concerned there. Katie Ledecky's done it again. The 200, the 400, the 800, the 1500 freestyle at the Olympics. Ariane Titmus wins silver. It was a great insight you're giving, Jimmy, about uh, the amount of laps 
and, and 30 to 40K, Ciro, that Ariane, she, she would be so relieved it's all over now, wouldn't it? Yeah, she would be. And it's it's a roller coaster of a week because she was right up at the start of the week for that 400 freestyle. So the emotions are high. She's trying to sleep coming off those uh, results. She'd be absolutely buzzing. Then she had a little bit of disappointment of the 4 by 200 freestyle. So she's really riding the wave of the week. Um, and to have the 800 freestyle at the end of the week is pretty brutal um the, the way you'd like oh, you yeah. you'd like your week to be structured potentially longest event at the start and then come down in distance to come up to that 800 at the end of the week would just be oh, it'd be a, a a heartbreaking thing to be standing on the blocks going this is the longest race i've got and i'm day seven of the meet wow wow and, and just we're talking before sarah about who's the star athlete out of this like if you had to pin it onto one australian is it still currently, like Kaylee's making a big bid, is it still currently Ariane Titmus at this moment? I think the reason it may end up being Ariane is because she beat Ledecky and yeah. that was a big match race. Uh, there wasn't the same big name for Kaylee to beat, but Kaylee's times were closer, were Olympic records, so were more impressive. So... From a swimmer's perspective and in terms of longevity, I see Kaylee McEwen being uh, a really big name for probably at least the next Olympics, if not the next two. But I think when they first get home, it'll be Titmus who will be the, the headline grabber. But making a late dip at that is Emma McKeon. Gold yesterday in the 100 freestyle. Will swim for gold in the 50 freestyle tomorrow. Uh, may get gold in the 4x1 medley relay and already got gold in the 4x100 freestyle relay. So she could outdo them all and yeah. put them on the line. It's a great problem to have for the swim team. Like it, What it does is it disperses the pressure. So when you go to Olympic Games, if we only had Titmus, if that yes. was our one and only swimmer, the pressure and the expectation on her would be insane. But because that's shared out across a number of events suddenly it's a little bit easier to step up there and know that, well, if I don't get gold, Kaylee's up the next day and she can, she can um, you know, sort of carry the team a little bit in that. So I think they're in a really great uh, era where they can share the pressure. Look, will they have to share the sponsorship dollars? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's not ideal. And that's where sometimes you get this little, this, this awkward moments on the swim team where you know when you're coming up and, and you're beating some of those older guys and you're starting to get the sponsorship dollars that it doesn't sit well yeah. with other people on the team. And I, I certainly felt that at times in my career um, where there was a little bit of um, ill feeling towards me because I was getting a lot of spotlight. Um, so, you know, it is a little bit of an awkward situation, but um, I think the benefits far outweigh um, the negatives for, for this Australian team. Ciro, how's your stable mate going, uh, Blocky, at this time? Is, he, is it his third Olympics, Aiden? AJ, yeah, he's he's just walked down on on, on the pool deck now. The uh, the water polo boys are playing Spain, Spain now, they, and they've got to win to stay alive in their in their pool, I think, because they, they play Kazakhstan in their last game. But yeah, yeah they, they got touched up by Serbia the other night. I mean, they came back at the end. I think it finished 14, 14 eight. But Block's good now. He's uh, up and about. He's a veteran of the Olympics now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he went to London. He went to Rio, yes. and, and he was booked to go to Tokyo last year with with the family too. So. It's a bummer it's a, to miss it, out it, for it the is, parents, mate. isn't oh, it? Well, he's a poss. Well, yeah. He's a poss, isn't he? He's Parent of a shark. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> yeah. Not like me starting the pod. <laughs> I actually saw Aiden uh, one day. So Aiden does a lot of training out at N-Swiss at Homebush where we train for the swimming. And uh, the Serbians were out here for some friendly games oh, with the Australians. <laughs> and uh, I was across at the medical centre getting a massage or whatever. 
and Aiden came across, and I've never seen anything like it. He had a hole in his cheek where a punch-up had started oh, with wow. the Serbians, and someone had punched straight through his cheek, hit his teeth, and opened up his cheek just right in the middle, and you could see straight into his mouth. And, I mean, I've been in and around football, you know, my whole life and never seen an injury like that. And it was from some big Serbian <laughs> yeah. in water uh, polo. Like father, like son, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he went back down to anyone too. Cause I, and, and, and you don't realise how big they are too. The, mate, the water, huge. Water polo blokes, they are massive. Yeah. Like, they, like they do the uh, the national anthems by the side of the pool. And, and, and AJ, who's about, Aiden's about 6'1", 6'2". Yeah, and he he looks like a midget. Yeah, he does. Blokes, I know? reckon yeah. probably the yeah. average height across that Serbian six team five, would be six, six five upwards. Wow! So I'm six five and pale in comparison and to a lot of those players. And big, right. big barrel chested. Oh, yeah. They smoke in between the games. Yeah, yeah they drink like they're just. Bad, yeah, yeah. Should have yeah. played water polo, Joel. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where the big big. I tell you what, boys. Did you see this last night? Did you see? And I was watching the the ten thousand meter race. Did you see yeah. Patrick Tiernan, the Australian? Best thing I've seen in all Olympics. I agree with that. Yeah. I was watching the 5,000 metres before it. And you see uh, throughout the race, right, it's around the track, so it's, it's all very obvious to see. There's little breakaway groups. And I keep thinking, you know, you're at the Olympic Games. If that group breaks away, you're not catching them back up. That's your Olympic hopes that's gone. It. Surely you're doing everything you can. You're pushing to stay on the back of that group. And you see people drop off the back and sort of, you know, come in quite a way behind. And they don't look too distressed. Our Aussie boy sat with that pack. Oh, yeah. It physically and mentally broke him to the point where he was collapsing as he came towards the finish line. But I thought, what an awesome attitude to just think, whatever physical cost, I'm going to stick with this group. And at the end of the day, if if I don't make it to the finish line, what's the difference between 10th and, and did not finish? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I'm here, I'm here to um, do my best. And, for me, that was the moment of the Olympics so far, to see someone push themselves to physical exhaustion. They turned for home, Ciro. There was one lap to go. And it was just basically all the Africans. And genetically, the makeup is more advantageous oh. for an African to run those types of races. And yeah. the results show that. And I was saying to the kids, I said, look at this, guys. Like, he is sticking with the pack. And you just knew they were going to burn him off. They're, they're running out, just uh, cruising. <laughs> they, they were absolutely cruising. They're sprinting the whole way. And he was sticking with them. They got to the final bell lap. They put the foot down. It's just a sprint. Oh, they... And and as Jimmy said, he just gave it his all. And then they had the camera looking down the track as the... Last you know, hundred when they come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah last hundred yeah. as they're coming in. And you see right at the backdrop, the stumble. And I thought, wow. You know, like he... He'll, he, well, he can't go home disappointed. No. Can he? He, he can't oh, no. physically if you give your dumb all. all. Mate, yeah. If you give your all, that's all, that's all people ask you, isn't yeah. it? You know? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that's, a, that's a great moment for him. So. It's pretty rare. Like, I've watched a lot of sport over a lot of years. I've seen one or two in the, uh, the triathlon, like the Ironman distance, mm. the 70.3. They, they get like that. Sometimes they even... Uh, their bowels let them down towards <laughs> yeah, the end yeah, of the right, race. Right, yeah. But he did that only over only 10K. It was less than 30 minutes. He pushed himself to that level. And it makes you think, if everybody had that mentality going into that 10, 10K race, if some of those Kenyan guys who are out the front, if they pushed themselves to that level of exhaustion, how fast would they be going? Because they crossed the line and they look, smiles, hugs. Yeah. Yeah, the boys like, oh, still oh, look yeah. like they were cruising. He's pushed himself beyond what anybody else in that race could could even imagine. So, uh, yeah, that, for me, that's the moment of the Olympics. And that's something that will stay in my mind. And, and, and an image that's burned into my mind was him collapsing and with the death wobbles. It was 
so impressive, and I, I think he'll become a bit of a cult figure, certainly in the athletics world. Yeah, wow. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Talk about marathons, the reptile. So we called the game last night with Finchie, and we should get some highlights of that because the energy that he has calling a game is outstanding. It, it, he's, <laughs> he's giving labour during a game. Anyway, the reptile was along the journey, and he was getting tucked into the scotches, right? The um, morning focus genius and boys. Uh, he calls uh, Finchie the unfocused genius. Mm-hmm. Guess who's back? Back again. The reptile's back. Tell your friends. What a performance by the women in the soccer last night. The reptile. Yeah, that was brilliant too, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just caught that by, by chance. I flicked over and it was it was still 4-3 four, four, in double extra time or yeah. something rather. And yeah, it was a, it's a hell of a win, isn't it? Oh, unbelievable. Just saw all the twists and turns. I think it was... Was it two all, two all at full time? Yep. Yeah. With about a minute or two yeah, to go, Sam yeah. Kerr got the goal. Yeah, it was two scores. one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then they missed a penalty. Then we scored. Was it we scored straight after that? Yeah. Turn around, quick turnaround on that too. But just a. Where does that leave us? Are we medal contention? Semi final. Yeah. Semi final. Yeah. 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 That That's was right. quarter final. So two shots at a medal Good because you got England. the game to yeah. go into the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you fail, yeah. Yeah. Who we got up next? Sweden again. Who beat us last time? So we take you on Sweden. But it is the Olympics. Uh, there you go. Have your say on the text line 0457 736 736. Uh, this is crunch time. And don't forget the peppery tingle all thanks to the Red Rooster. Get your questions in for Ciro and the missile. 1300 01 1170. You can text us 0457 736 736. And tweet us at 1170 SEN. And break it back with more. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.